You're listening to the Whole and Nourished Life podcast, hosted by Danielle Porter, the founder of elite coaching team, Team Nourished. Danielle is a certified nutrition counselor, mindset coach, elite health coach, and passionate woman of God. If you're a feisty, bold woman wanting to nourish your body, mind, and soul, this podcast is for you. Each episode with Danielle brings you actionable tools to help you live a more whole and nourished life. So if you're ready to level up your life and feel more nourished, body, mind, and soul, you're in the right place. Here's your host, Danielle. Read a little bit from my book that I published this past year, A Whole and Nourished Life. So in case you did not know, this past year, I, well, that's the back, (laughs) I published a book called A Whole and Nourished Life, and it is a six-week devotional that talks about how God feels about your body and does it matter, you know, weight loss to, you know, eating healthy, exercising, like a, does that even matter to God? And B, how do I do that in a healthy, sustainable way that doesn't become this like vanity trip? You know what I mean? I think it's so easy to focus on the vanity part of our wellness journey. And so I wanted to come live and do a little reading from that. So like I said, in the caption, if you have a question, please feel free to put it in the comments. I will love to answer your questions at the end. I am going to be doing the discussion. Uh, So just in case um, you have not picked up the book, there is the link in my Facebook live. I will also pop that in the notes of the podcast and in the comments of the Facebook live, but wanted to um, kind of give you a rundown of what all is included in my book. So it is a six week devotional. It is broken into different weeks and different sections. And at the end of each week, there's some journaling pages. So you can kind of reflect on what's changed and what's grown inside of you. Every week does include a recipe and I'll hold that up so you can see the photos of that. Um, They are whole food based recipes that are just really nourishing for your body. Um, That's something. And I'll, you'll hear about it in just a second. But that's something that I, as a nutrition counselor, felt really convicted about, like just really putting out there the, um, the fact that you can eat healthy and not feel deprived. You can eat healthy and still enjoy social eating. That's such a big part of what I teach in my boot camps and, and what I talk about on my social media. So, um, But just like I said, a couple of quick things about the book. Every week has a journaling page. Every week has a recipe that's tied to it. Every week has a Sabbath or a restful reminder. I think that's such a big part of what's missing, especially in American culture, is the concept of true rest. And so I help you with a restful prompt, some some way for you to incorporate more rest into your life. And then um, each day, it's just bite-sized reading and each day has a discussion question with it. So I wanted to start with the introduction to the book, especially in case you don't know me personally, you might not know my story. So here we go. In 2014, I gave birth to a beautiful baby girl, even though I already had a son who I love more than I even realized was possible. There was something about having a girl and being a female that shattered me. I had these panic moments that she was going to turn out just like me, that she would endure the same self-loathing, the same poor self-image, the same defeats, and I couldn't handle it. I confided in a trusted friend and she gave me a very simple answer. She said, change who you are into something you would be proud of. If she turned out just like you, that she would be proud of that. 
And it truly was that simple. It wasn't easy, not by a long shot, but it was simple. It was just about intentional living. And little by little, I made those changes in my physical self, the way I ate, the exercises I started doing. But what I found was, and what I hope to convey here in this devotional, is that so much so much of a physical journey is mirrored in our spiritual journey. That as my body changed, so did my soul. I am a woman, I'm a mother, I'm a Christian, I'm a friend, I'm a health coach, I'm a sinner, I am imperfect, and most likely I am just like you. What I don't need and what you don't either is another book telling us what we're not doing enough of and instructions on how to optimize our life. The last thing any of us needs is another instruction manual. So that's not what you're going to find here. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church in Virginia filled with women's groups, Bible studies, potlucks, and bless your hearts. The salads were typically mayo filled and most of the time there were more pies at the potluck than there were main dishes. And while all of that is well and good, perhaps we can do a little better. Perhaps we can focus on spiritual growth and physical health. Perhaps we can nourish our whole life instead of just segmenting it. I'm glad you picked up this book because while I'm not here to offer you an instruction manual, I am here to offer you hope, grace, and a cozy spot to sit and think. I'm here to enter a space that oftentimes is either filled with enough, with either never good enough criticism or you are enough platitudes, which prevents spiritual growth. I'm here to enter a space that can be so focused on spiritual growth that it neglects to acknowledge that God does actually care for your body and how you attend to it. I wrote this book with women's groups in mind. I included six of my favorite healthy recipes so you and your growth partners can bring something healthy to your next meetup. And I promise you, there's still room for for nourishing food right next to those pies. I pray that this book calls you forward. I pray it challenges some long-held beliefs. I pray it causes you to think and question. But fair warning, for me, the giant red flag for growth always comes with a healthy dose of defensiveness. So don't be surprised if you want to close the book and say things like she doesn't even know me or I roll or come on. You don't even know how I am. Stick with me, friend. Growth is worth it. You are worth it. And not because I said so, but because God says so. So that's from the introduction. And then day one is entitled, What Does It Mean to Give Your First Fruit? So it's based out of Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. And in the verses, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. In 2017, I became obsessed with the concept of first fruits. It happened in our small group Bible study leader's house. I shared how I had been challenged in my health coaching business to begin waking up early and devoting time to a morning process. One of the other women in the group asked, where is God in all that process? And it began as a simple question, but led me to deepen my understanding of who I really wanted to begin my day with. In an agriculture based, in an agriculture I can't talk in an agriculture based culture like that of the old Testament first fruits meant something quite different than it typically means today in harvest time. A time to reap is what you sowed. You gave your first fruits to the priest, like in Leviticus 23, 10 as a sign of faith, a sign that you trusted God would provide not only economically for you and your family, but for your family's daily sustenance as well. Moses first brings up the idea of first fruits in Exodus and goes on to mention it 12 more times. So it's pretty obvious that this is something God wants you to take note of. Just like when you repeat to yourself over and or you repeat yourself over and over to your children, you want them to take notice. God is that way too. 
The concept of first fruits is easy to dismiss as an Old Testament colloquialism that doesn't apply to 21st century people such as you and me. Most of us don't even have a harvest growing in our backyard that we would sacrifice the first fruits from. However, we do have something precious to offer, something for everyone, something from your kids to your spouse to the random strangers on the internet. Everyone is clamoring for it your time and attention. We'll continue talking more about first fruits in the first week, but sit with, but for now sit with the idea that no matter what you believed prior to starting this book, you most definitely do have first fruits and those around you do want all of them. Okay. So that's the first day of the first week. And the two discussion questions that are in that are, how do you feel about the concept of first fruits? How do you feel the concept of first fruits applies to your life today? And then what do you see as your harvest? Um, And I thought I would just quickly answer those. You know, I feel like obviously my belief system is that our time and attention is our first fruits. Like literally from the moment you wake up, the red notification lights dinging on your phone are demanding your attention. And so if I'm not intentional about that, I mean, I'm off track. I am sidelined and giving myself to literally everyone else. And as a married woman who has small children, that's even easier to fall into, right? Like I, I mean, I remember there was a time in my life where when my kids were really little, they were the ones that woke me up. And so like, I didn't even get to take a breath before I heard mom, 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 right? Like that was just the that was my alarm clock for so many years until I realized like I don't want to begin my day like that. And when I do begin my day like that, I really am not showing up as my best self. I'm already distracted. I'm already giving, 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 giving. And I've di- I've given lots of talks about this in several different women's groups, but about self-care and how much of a struggle that was for me as a Christian woman to really feel like that was not selfish. Um, and so obviously I am a reformed person of that belief. And I really do believe that it is a biblical concept that self-care and time alone is so important. And so that is explored in the book, but that's kind of my answer to the first discussion question. And then the second one is, what do you see as your harvest? And again, to me, that's time and attention, right? That's just giving my time and attention of the one who deserves it. And again, I don't want to like spoil the whole book because I do go into why it even matters. You give that time to God and why it mattered to me to let God be the first person that I attended to in the day. And really not just from a standpoint of filling my own cup, but of being filled with him, because that's what really poured out of me into other people. So I'm not going to make this super long. I just wanted to pop on and read from my book. If you're listening to the podcast, um, know that this is an exclusive just for you guys that subscribed. If you're watching on Instagram Live or Facebook Live, know that you can subscribe to my podcast, A Whole and Nourished Life, on any of the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, any of that, whatever's on your phone. Um, and I hope that this was encouraging to you. I hope that it caused you to think a little bit. Um, like I said, I will link the book if it, that's something you're interested in. I am going to be doing an online version of this study coming up soon. I will let you guys know when that begins. Um, And then an in-person one here in Hawaii as well. So thanks for joining me live. If you're watching the replay, post that you watch the replay so I know. um, And say hi or if you had any questions. So hope everybody has an awesome day and have a good one.